If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Thanks for joining us here on PM Express. Uh, today has been a very busy day across the SAP region, and there's a lot of focus on one country. One country is Niger, but also on the SAP region as a whole. Ghana, obviously, is part of that SAP region, and that is why we're all concerned, and the world is talking about this. But what is the impact of what is happening in Niger on the SAP region? Is democracy really in crisis, as many have said? Let's start with the very basics. If you're just joining us and you don't know what has happened in Niger, let's break it down for you. And I'll bring in my guests to help us walk through what has been happening in Niger and its implications for you if you live in this region as a whole. First off, we know that as of today, the ECOWAS deadline had passed for the military junta to hand over power back to Mohamed Bazoum, who is the deposed civilian elected president of Niger. That has elapsed. You remember that when ECOWAS issued that warning. They had said that they've given them about to Sunday, close of day, Sunday at 9 p.m. they're about for them to hand over power. If they don't, then all options were on the table, including military intervention. The junta has, as we speak tonight, they've shut down the airspace because they anticipated a threat coming in from a foreign power. We also know that the coup generals have also asked for help from the Wagner group, and that is something that... Uh, Al Jazeera is reporting that they have asked for help from the Wagner Group, the Russian mercenary that has been in Ukraine and has found itself in the Sahel region, in Burkina Faso, in Mali, also places where we have military jantes also happening uh, tonight. We understand the U.S. is also saying they support ECOWAS in what they're planning uh, to do. A few very important things. They've closed the airspace, but if you use the uh, Flight Trader 24, you will see that they allowed in a flight from Burkina Faso into Mali, the Malian capital, Niamey. And that is beginning to tell us what I call the Janta 
alliance, the alliance that is we're beginning to see between Mali, Burkina Faso, and now Niger. And they are coming together now to form an alliance, warning the rest of ECOWAS, if you step in, you will, you'd, in attack Niger, you have actually declared war on the rest of us. That obviously is very worrying for a lot of the international watchers of what is happening in that part of the world. Now, we also see that the Janta has intelligence, and they've announced that the foreign power was preparing to attack it. They haven't disclosed the nature and on which foreign power it is. But the military chiefs from ECOWAS, including Nigeria, Senegal, Togo, and Ghana, have drawn this detailed plan uh, for, for the use of force. And thankfully, we can speak to the man at the helm just to give us clarity on where they are tonight. Uh, we also know that ECOWAS has acted on this threat before. Right? If you break it down and if you look at the, the facts available, uh, Guinea-Bissau, we sent in uh, troops there to assist. Gambia, also we've done so. If you look at the other areas in Mali, Liberia, uh, over the years, ECOWAS has shown that if it's necessary, they will mobilize and they will have to step in. But this is a map that comes up quite frequently because now if you look at the from 2010 to 2023 alone, the West African sub-region has become very attractive for cool makers. And as a result of that, we've also seen the Sahel region in particular become very attractive for uh, Islamic military. And now a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive. Well, today you can expect lots of cloud cover with 0% chance of raining on your parade because you'll be riding your motorcycle vroom vroom. That rumbling low-pressure system beneath you should give way to a relaxing commute and a sudden urge to take the scenic route everywhere you go because, dang nabbit, you're having fun out there. That's your forecast. Back to you. This has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive, where every day's a beautiful day to ride with coverage from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Get a quote today and see what you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. ...and radicals, Al-Qaeda... And, and ISIS as well. And these are the countries. Niger is what we are talking about now, but not only Niger. We've seen Burkina Faso also uh, explode as a result of the coup. We've seen Guinea. We've seen Guinea-Bissau also coming in. And then we have Mali. And that, these three here, is forming, uh, to, coming together to form what I call the Janta Alliance. So that tells you a story. If you look right here, you begin to see Ghana is somewhere here. Burkina Faso is right above us. So us in Ghana very concerned about what is happening. Nigeria is too, because they have a huge stretch of coast, border, actually bordering Niger also. And that's why you see Tinibu, who of course shares ECOWAS, also stepping in and saying he will not tolerate this and leading and negotiating with the rest of the uh, sub-region to adopt a very tough stance towards this. So this is a picture that is beginning to emerge very strongly. Guinea-Bissau also uh, there. And then you see that they, in terms of, also, can ECOWAS really do anything about this realistically? Do they even have the manpower, the resources to do this? Remember, as I said, Tinubu is the chair of the ECOWAS uh, right now. And he, his country is a superpower on the continent when it comes to the military force and the strength across the, con- across the sub-region of 135,000 troops Nigeria has. The rest of them, real tiny little forces. So Nigeria is a superpower here. And then you have, coincidentally, a Nigerian president who is sharing a coas at this moment with his own borders, threatened because of what we've seen happening uh, in Niger. And so there's a lot happening tonight. That's just a brief. I want to bring in right now my guest, but note always that PMS is brought to you by Cherry Tree Properties. We develop spaces at door. Uh, as though we're going to occupy them ourselves. Uh, Syntex tanks is strong, it's tough. Alumobit is also, uh, and as you know, uh, experience greatness in every moment. And the Ghana AIDS Commission. My guest joining me tonight for a conversation is uh, Ambassador Dr. Abdul Fatal Musa. He's a commissioner for political affairs, peace and security in ECOWAS. Uh, Dr. Alex Vines is a research director at the Af- Africa program uh, Chatham House. Also, uh, Oluwole Ojawale is the Regional Organized Crime Observatory Director at the Institute for Security Studies. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time uh, here on PM Express. Uh, Ambassador, I want to start with you. Um, we saw that ECOWAS obviously uh, had uh, made a decision to impose this deadline that expired yesterday. We've seen the statement from ECOWAS tonight uh, calling for another extraordinary summit on Thursday. What's the next move now, and what will that summit do? What's the, on the agenda? No, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, uh, you know, see, um, we've explained severally, you know, that uh, ECOWAS has an array of tools in this arsenal as far as uh, 
our fight to restore constitutional order in the region goes. You know, so we have to exhaust all these, you know, tools in our toolbox. And the first of them, like we said, has been the, uh, the shuttle diplomacy that has been going on. We have deployed missions there. Uh, we have not actually had any joy yet, even as the deadline for the release of President Bazoum and the restoration of constitutional order, uh, you know, were passing, we were still insisting on the mediation angle of it. Tomorrow, uh, I am joining a team from the UN, from uh, ECOWAS, and then from the African Union to go back to Niger, uh, to go and continue with this diplomatic work that we are doing. In the meantime, the Chiefs of Defense Staff met uh, in a two-day planning meeting to develop a comprehensive, something like an intervention roadmap, you know, for uh, the ECOWAS intervention in Mali. So that also has been concluded. So what is next? And I think that was your question. On Thursday, the heads of state are going to meet, and they are going to be accompanied by their chiefs of defense staff during the ECOWAS summit. So we are going to review the diplomatic efforts that have been deployed up till this point, uh, to see uh, where we need to, you know, uh, strengthen our approach. And as I said, we had an array of tools. In the meantime, sanctions have started biting in the country. Sanctions were also imposed on the country. Uh, there were cuts in the electricity, uh, you know, parts of uh, Niger. Today is in the dark. Uh, prices have shot up overnight. And there is a lot of pressure on the junta, you know, to yield, to do something. You know, so we are using all these tools. And then on Thursday, we are going to review how these uh, efforts worked so far. If they have not, what next? And what is going to be done will be an analysis uh, that the Chiefs of Defense will give their report about the concept of operation for the military intervention in the country which has never been off the table. But we have said it is going to be the option of last resort. Okay, so they will give that. They will, the member states will confirm their contribution of elements, whether contingency-owned equipment, how many troops and other things, to try and then finalize that, uh, you know, also. And then uh, also to review uh, all other uh, options and also to decide on if we are going to intervene militarily, when and where. All those issues are going to be the prerogative of the authority of heads of state and government. And like you said uh, earlier on, uh, the deadline passed, and many people thought, oh, the deadline has passed, so ECOWAS uh, must be uh, you know, intervening right now. That is not how the military operates because we have to maintain that strategic, uh, what is it, ambiguity, just to keep people guessing as to when, where, and how, uh, if there is going to be a military option, how it is going to be applied. So, in a nutshell, this is what the summit on Thursday is going to talk about, review our approaches so far, and see where we need to tweak them, and also to try to further fine-tune or get uh, instructions from the heads of state about fine-tuning the military intervention option. Uh, Alex, give me your assessment of everything you've heard, the ECOWAS plan, as we've heard clarified by uh, the ambassador. So the ambassador, I think, was very clear on uh, that uh, uh, it's a comprehensive approach by ECOWAS. So that means politics, it means diplomacy, but it also means security planning. And clearly, it's a step-by-step -step process. And also, ECOWAS is definitely evaluating the impact of the sanctions that are imposed on, on, on Niger. Not only the ECOWAS sanctions, but of course, there are Western sanctions also. Suspension of aid, suspension of, 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 of financial assistance to the junta. 
my, my view is that the junta is feeling the pressure. Um, last week, it already said that it was now cons- pre- preparing for a short transition process pending elections. So that's still ill-defined. What is the transition? How long will it be? Uh, and is it guaranteed that the, the, the men in, in, in uniforms won't have anything to do with the elections? But these are questions that uh, Ambassador Abdel Fattah Moussa with his colleagues from AU and UN can, can explore more in, in Niamey tomorrow. And then the other thing showing the fear of the junta, in my opinion, is the closure of, of airspace. It surprised everybody, including international airliners. Flights to, to, to the United Kingdom got disrupted and had to fly around Niger. They were delayed into London or into the play, destinations they're going. So everybody was caught by surprise by that. But that is an indication that the junta in Niamey fears ECOWAS, fears what the summit on Thursday is going to come up with. And that's good. I mean, that is the strategic ambiguity that the ambassador's talking about. Uh, this is about planning. My own hope is still that there isn't, no, there isn't need of an intervention, that, that uh, the junta recognize that they need an off-ramp and that we find some sort of diplomatic solution to this. Uh, um, Oluwale, are you hopeful that a diplomatic solution is possible Considering that the Janta is digging in these hills, they've closed the airspace, do you hope or are you hopeful that this will work to take off the possibility of a military intervention of the table? Yes, um, thank you so much for having me. I remain extremely hopeful that that is the only solution to the uh, unfolding event in Niger. And the reason is very obvious. Um, in terms of cultural affinity, we are almost one. Um, across the West African region, whether it is across Niger, Nigeria border, Togo, Benin border, Nigeria, Benin border, it is the same set of people that you find on both sides of the borders. So if ECOWAS decide to go against Niger, for instance, now, for me, my humble assessment of it is that uh, it is just brothers going against brothers. It's going to be a fratricidal war. It's going to be a civil war, so to, to put it mildly, because... Um, it is the same people that you find on the on the on both sides of the border, and I don't think this is the strategic objective of the funding of ECOWAS that one day we will raise guns against each other in the region. So I remain extremely optimistic that uh, what we are seeing on the part of the junta is a mere. Uh, military propaganda and um, from some form of rhetoric, possibly to get some form of soft landing, really, because um, going to war, irrespective of the assessment of... Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The people like the charts that you showed. We can only predict the beginning. Nobody can tell how it's going to end. And that ECOWAS probably decide to walk away and take the part of diplomacy must not also be taken for granted. That you are walking away from a fight doesn't mean that you are weak. Uh, in fact, I think it's a show of strength of our common humanity. It is a show of strength of what binds us together in, our, in terms of our common destiny. So I think these are some of the things that we really need to look into when we consider the possibility of military intervention um, in Niger. So like you asked me, I remain optimistic 100% that this state is going to be solved on the diplomatic table. Um, Alex, before I come to Ambassador again, we, knowing what has happened elsewhere on the, in the SAP region, Mali, Burkina Faso, and I mentioned what I, I choose to call this Janta Alliance that it appears to be building. They've seen what the playbook, they're taking from the playbook of Burkina Faso, taking from the playbook of Mali. ECOWAS adopted similar tough stands there. We haven't seen them, at least in those two countries, that diplomacy had worked to get them back to civilian rule. Should we be realistically optimistic about this? I, I know... Uh, there's some optimism there. But looking at what is happening elsewhere, should we be realistic, optimistic that this will actually yield a result different from Mali and Burkina Faso? Good question. The way I look at it is the big difference is that the chair of ECOWAS 
is somebody called Bola Tinubu, the president of Nigeria. And the reality is that he's allergic to putschists. I mean, he's been detained, incarcerated by military dictatorship. And he does see this as an existential threat for the whole ECOWAS region. And so I think that's the thing that the, uh, the, the Niger junta had underestimated. Uh, and you, you can't ignore the big brother of West Africa, Nigeria, with a determined head of state who has got the Senate now also to, 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 to align with that uh, if he does need to uh, seek uh, permission for military intervention, he will probably get it. Um, I am still optimistic that there will be an off-ramp, that we don't need to see an intervention. But it's really important that ECOWAS isn't seen to be toothless, that it is seen to have a spine and have teeth like it had 15 years ago. And I think that's where we are at the moment. But I do agree with, uh, with your previous speaker that uh, diplomacy has got the best chance of success, particularly if the junta realizes that uh, it's the least worst option for them to find an off-ramp and some sort of compromise, which is why I'm very hopeful that those sorts of conversations take place in Niamey tomorrow, uh, led by uh, Ambassador Musa and, and, and uh, the AU and the UN. Uh, Ambassador, that's that same question. You, you are at the helm there. Tomorrow, I'm pretty sure your voice will be very clear when the, when the meeting and the negotiations continue. Do you believe, and as Alexa says, that it's important to show that you have teeth, you have bite? Have you shown enough of that in Mali and Burkina Faso to signal, <laughs> to signal to Niger that you are better off taking the negotiated political settlement than a military one? No, thank you. And uh, I just want to side with what Alex has just said uh, now about uh, where we are. Uh, the Tinubu factor is something we should not ignore. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Equus has a new administration right now. Over the last uh, three years or so, seven uh, coups have occurred in our side. Rocket, we know buying a home is exciting and a bit overwhelming. Ready to buy a home but stressed about writing those big checks? Rocket can help you save. When you buy with Rocket Homes and finance with Rocket Mortgage, you can get up to $10,000 cash toward closing from Rocket Mortgage. It's a pretty big deal and one you can get only with Rocket. Visit onlywithrocket.com to get started today. For purchase transactions only, must log rate between 331 and 831. Call 8337 Rocket for conditions and restrictions. Equal housing letter license in all 50 states. NMLS Access.org, number 3030. Right, and then Tinubu comes in, and then he says, No more. Ecowas also very determined, saying, No more. We are drawing a line in the sand. This should be this should be stopped in this trap. This is the litmus test that we have today. So when you ask me about uh, we've not been able to get uh, uh, Mali, Burkina Faso, and uh, uh, Guinea. Uh, you know, to return to constitutional order, uh, I would say that it is not entirely correct. We, through pressure, through sanctions, and then through diplomacy, have gotten all the three countries to agree that they are going to fulfill their transition timetables, which all must end in 2024, next year. Next year. Mali is supposed to end uh, the transition is supposed to end by February, March. Uh, we are supposed to get uh, uh, Burkina Faso by July next year and uh, Guinea by December next year. So, Niger is the litmus test. If we fail in Niger, then it is going to be very difficult to get them to stick to the transition timetables in these countries. So, uh, we have to show our teeth that we can back and we can also bite. And this is where ECOWAS is right now. You know, so uh, they have thrown the gauntlet, you know, to ECOWAS and the, to the new chair. And we've taken it up. And we are saying that no option is off the table. You know, so if they realize that the best option is the peace option, uh, fair enough. And I will tell you that 
uh, I see the title of uh, our conversation this evening is a democracy in crisis. Yeah. I will not call it a democracy being in crisis per se, because uh, if you look at Afrobarometer analysis, their polls and other things, almost the vast majority of Africans, West Africans, see democracy as the least, uh, what is it, uh, the, 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 it's you still know, the most the, attractive the, option the, for most people on the, yes, on the yes, sub-region. You're talking about satisfaction with Sa- democracy. Yes, yes. It's, yes. Still, it's, still the, it's still the option for most people. Yeah, so, so, so I am talking about the crisis of governance, okay, in the region. I think that has been a real factor driving what is happening now, not democracy per se. And the fact that the asymmetric conflict environment with uh, terrorism as the defining factor, have also added an ingredient into it. If you look at where coups have occurred, majority of them are places infested with terrorists. You know, also. So, uh, so there is it's no coincidence that this is happening. And uh, as Olewole was saying, that uh, look, we want the peaceful option. We want the peaceful option. But the thing is that we must be ready to go to war. And that uh, if you take the whole of Africa, the whole of West Africa, we are all brothers and sisters. You know, uh, whether it is going to be war or not, we have to go and stop wars Mm -hmm. in Liberia. We stopped wars in Sierra Leone. We threatened to use uh, force in the Gambia in 2016. You know, and so on and so forth. In Guinea-Bissau and all that. So if uh, our uh, brothers and sisters in Niger see that uh, the best option for them is actually to agree, like Alex was saying, to a restoration of constitutional order in the country. That is the best for all. But we will never allow them uh, to continue with this uh, uh, military coup contagion. You know, in the region, uh, uh, you know, just on the basis that we, uh, it is going to be a fratricidal war. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we are not going to be apologies for people who obtain uh, what are our protocols. And the key protocol of ECOWAS is the supplementary protocol on democracy and good governance. All member states have signed up to it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the protocol came into effect under the chairmanship of a president from Chad. That is a president... Uh, um, Tanja, you know, somewhere in 2004, 2005, even though uh, the protocols adopted in 2001, it came into force under his chairmanship of ECOWAS. So if uh, you have agreed to that, uh, uh, the chap- uh, what is it, uh, the, the, the uh, you know, we declare this supplementary protocol actually declares zero tolerance for power obtained or maintained by unconstitutional means. And if you have signed up to it, it is a peace and security document. And if you sign up to it, it means you have ceded part of your sovereignty, you know, to the collective good. In other words, that is is what you plan to enforce. Oluwale, very quickly, before I take a quick break, let me ask you this. I mean, Ambassador just declared that we must be ready, echo us, to use force. What's your assessment? Is ECOWAS ready, if it comes to it, to use force in Niger? Yeah, thank you so much once again. I believe strongly that um, the ambassador is speaking from the vintage position um, because he surely knows a lot than um, I know as far as this is concerned. But just permit a bit of my textbook knowledge of what, um, what we can draw as comparison to this. The United States government spent more than $2 trillion in Afghanistan to restore, I mean, to build democracy. Today, the same U.S. government is negotiating with Taliban. Um, I have people who told me that in two weeks, Ukraine is going to be down to zero. Kiev is going to fall every day. Um, I think that is the greatest challenge that Putin is saving his face from now and that he's contending with. Because a lot of factors can be thrown into the mix. Uh, on paper, um, anybody will tell you that uh, Niger is nothing to, I mean, I've said it on different platforms that uh, if we decide to go in the direction of war, we shouldn't be bringing Niger, Burkina Faso, and Mali to contention in terms of uh, 
potential resistance that they can mount against ECOWAS. But the point is, going to war at what cost? More than one million Nigerians have been displaced into Niger. And these same people were displaced by terrorism, by banditry in the northwest and the northeast. If we start throwing missiles, bombs, where are those people going to be relocated to? What is the potential humanitarian consequence of a war on health, on social, social development, on education, and what have you? Mm. So I think when you look at all these things together, and I also, as a, as a Nekowa citizen, I, I, I think the stones, if I could use that word, that the Burkina Faso and Mali are doing, it's just out of place. Because these guys have no solutions to the problems of those countries. They just want to be protected regimes. In terms of uh, security of life and property, they are failed based on every available indicator. According to Helm Conflict Event Location Database, a violent attack has been on the rise in Mali, has been on the rise in Burkina Faso. So the, like the, the example or the factor, the explanation that the junta are given in Niger that uh, security has fallen, it's a complete lie. In fact, it has been better managed under Bazoom. Attacks have been re- reduced. Governance indicator is on the upward curve. So when you look at all this together, you, think, you, you come to a conclusion that uh, there is no need for war. We just need to find a political solution to this. Because, like I said, we can only predict the beginning of the war. It is going to have potential consequence. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, when you look at the vagaries of governance deficit that the ambassador raised in his alien intervention, I don't think adding a new layer of the consequence of war is not something that anybody wants to entertain in, in, in this sub-region now. And like I said, I will continue to say, if ECOWAS decides to walk away from a fight, it shouldn't be mistaken for weakness. I think, rather, it's a symbol of strength being demonstrated in terms of our collective humanity. I'm not in any way underestimating what ECOWAS can do in terms of the military capability. I'm rather looking at the potential consequence and say, oh, come, let us be very, very strategic in going about these things, paying attention to the details, so that the overarching consequence will not be borne by the poor people that we actually want to protect by saying we want to restore democracy in the country. Um, Thank you, gentlemen. Please stay with me, gentlemen. I'm going to take a quick break. When I return, I'm going to open up the conversation. Ambassador just talks about the fact that it's not democracy in crisis, but it's governance that is in crisis. But many will challenge that and say, what about the democratic dividends that they aren't getting, which is really what is fueling what we are having in the sub-region? And then there is the Russian factor, the Wagner element. And many have said that Africa, maybe West Africa in particular, is becoming the staging post, a proxy staging post for this ongoing geopolitical tussle between the West and Russia over Ukraine. Is that what we are seeing in West Africa? But what really is the impact on what is happening in the Sahel on my life and yours in the sub-region? Stay with us. After that, my guests will weigh in on that. All of a sudden, my voice, I hear different. And when you try a call, Batman, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one, Black Rock Whiskey. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now she tastes me smooth and it goes down easy. Uh, excuse me. Baman! Mm. <laughs> Baman! Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey, blended with natural honey flavor. Hey, what's up? Baman! Hey, what do you want for the canton? Black Rock Whiskey can be the feeling smoothness, no? Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. 
Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store, all the apps store and discover the smart way to bank. Ecobank, the Pan-African bank. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S that is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil. That's not true. But why? Hey! Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty, seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil. That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty, seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank, are you strong? Are you tough? There are days when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a global. Days when plants run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything? Oh yes, because on Global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry daddy, I have Alexa in my bag. Alex what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7 Listen to Joy FM Hits FM Love FM Live on your Amazon Echo Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana Play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. 
Joy 99.7 FM brings you another Joy Family Forum dubbed Becoming Mr. and Mrs. All you need to know before marriage. A breakfast meeting for singles led by Home Affairs and hosted by yours truly, Adam Night Day. Our guest speakers for the day are Ghana's favorite uncle, Uncle Lebo White, and Reverend Mrs. Rita Crunchy Ankara, First Lady of the Royal House Chapel. Mrs. Theresa Riafia Sante, Mama T, Ariel the Wellness Coach, Kobinata Bedu, PG Sebastian, Lawyer Kwekuyamwa Pintel, Dr. Promise Sepoga, and a host of other seasoned relationship coaches and counselors will all be in attendance. You get to enjoy a good buffet breakfast, giveaways, networking, and other fun activities at a cool rate of 150 Ghana CDs per head and 250 for two. Venue is the Best Western Plus Hotel, Nungwa. Time is 6 a.m. through to 10 a.m. and the date is 12 August 2023. Please reserve your spots now. Call or WhatsApp 059-288-9986 for your reservations. This event is supported by Best Western Plus Hotel, Nungwa, Ship Healthcare Specialist Medical Center, Nish, Gobakinti, and Marie Noel's Spa and Salon. Becoming Mr. and Mrs. All you need to know before marriage. So live on PM Express, my guest, Ambassador Dr. Abdul Fatal Musa, is a Commissioner for Political Affairs, Peace and Security at ECOWAS. Dr. Alex Vines is a Research Director at the Africa Program uh, Chatham House. Uh, Oluwole Ojawele is a Regional Organized Crime Observatory Director at the Institute for uh, Security Studies. And remember, PM Express is always brought to you by Syntex Tang. No matter your water needs, Syntex Tang has it all. And Syntex Tanks is first to introduce uh, to you a double-layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as uh, you want. Syntex Tanks is first to introduce white inner-layer uh, tanks in Ghana. We now introduce to you the customer specs order. We let you order any color and size of preference. Uh, Syntex Tanks gives you the longest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you in Ghana. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, choose Syntex Tank. We have agents nationwide. Call them on 0244-335-168 or shop online at syntexgh.com. Syntex tanks are strong, are tough. Now, cherry tree properties, desires, our wishes, beauty is a promise of happiness, but passion is everything. Now, thinking about buying a new home, uh, talk to those who build with passion. Sloan Square is a new gated community development at Sakumono, developed by cherry tree properties, a one-of-a-kind, well-planned luxury You've never experienced, contact them on 0553-0553-662-366. Cherry Tree Properties, Sophistication and Class. I want to now return to my panelists who have been with me as we analyze what is happening in Niger, but the wider implication for the SAP region. And I want to come back to you, uh, um, Alex Vines. And just before the break, the... Uh, Ambassador Abdul Fatal Musa was, was, you know, started this leg of the conversation when he was categorical that it is not democracy that is in crisis, or as has been said, a democracy that is in recession. It is governance that is in recession. But can you make a separation between the two? Because many will look at this and say there is a democratic dividend that citizens simply aren't getting, and that explains why when the governance breaks down and is del- not delivering that democratic dividends, people cheer on. Um, the overthrow of democracy in Niger, as you've seen, in Burkina Faso and in Mali. I think that's really right. I mean, my experience of of the coups in in Burkina Faso and in Mali are that they did have popular support. Uh, And the problem is that uh, regular politics wasn't delivering. There was growing inequality. In fact, the, the state was seen as predatory in a sense. And a lot of money and resources were being put into military, including by Western partners, to counter the terrorism that you've talked about. And the danger was that you were then getting fragile states, because I think we agreed that, the, that, that, that they are fragile countries, but they were becoming brittle ones 
because the only institution that was increasingly seen to be at all credible was the military. And so civilian populations started to think that maybe it's the military that could have the solution. There's a very good uh, UNDP report launched uh, a few weeks ago at, uh, on the fringes of the AU uh, meeting in Nairobi that interviews over 8,000 people in, in coup-prone countries. So they interviewed in, uh, in, uh, in Mali and in Burkina Faso, for example, and in Guinea. And, and what they find is that uh, there was definitely popularity of the coups, but that there was buyer's remorse. Uh, as Ajawali was saying, uh, the military men do not come up with developmental solutions. They do not create stronger states. Uh, but And so uh, the end goal, in fact, is that people were hoping that coups would bring about, in the end, more accountable government. And actually, uh, as Ambassador Musa was saying, democracy. But we're not finding that through the, the, through the juntas. And that's the conundrum, I think, that we're facing. So democracy isn't, uh, is under duress. I'd agree with that. But it's not in complete crisis because the end goal across West Africa is actually more accountable government that brings uh, pro and provides social goods and, and, and provides accountability and, uh, uh, and, uh, and provides economic growth. And that's the challenge, I think, for politics uh, anywhere in the world and particularly in the ECOWAS states at the moment. Uh, isn't that the big picture, though? I mean, whilst ECOWAS is determined to show that it can bite, shouldn't ECOWAS be also adopting a preventive approach? In other words, looking at working with peer review mechanisms to get leaders to be more responsive to the population's needs and also encourage the direct benef benefits from, from these democratic dividends. And that is really where the focus should be, is it not? Thank you so much. Um, I think what we also need to uh, underscore here is the fact that uh, the fact that democracy is not working, even if people claim it's not working, should never be used in any way as a pretext for people to come through into political power through the, through the gov. The reason is simple. The military is a, is a body of a, a small professional in a country. So the journalists cannot just stand up together and they say they want to overthrow power. The medical doctors, the teachers, association cannot come together to say they want to overthrow power. Everybody is a professional in their own respective niche. So we need to respect that borderline that the military as an institution, by mandate, is not created to provide political leadership. Let us settle that once and for all. And the second thing is that in some of these countries that you've mentioned, whether it is in Burkina Faso, Mali, or Niger, there is no concerted effort on the part of the elite to consolidate democracy over the years. That is the reason why you continue to see this fragmentation and military incursion into politics. The political elite, the governing elite, the educated elite in the country, they need to come to a realization and a conclusion that the only route to political power is through the ballot, except you have an alternative, maybe monarchical system or whatever. But within African context, the only platform that we have is democracy. We have to say to that. I'm going to give you an example of Nigeria. In the recent election, the former chief of army staff, after his, after his re retirement, he contested the election in Bauchi State and he lost the election. Most of those former military staff, they are now back in politics. Everybody needs to realize that the only route to political power is through the ballot system. That is the first thing we need to settle. Whether democracy is delivering, is delivering dividends or not, we want democracy to deliver dividends. But Mali, Burkina Faso, they are in a state of chaos now. So let these people not promise what they cannot give and let the people not be deceived. That is the overarching argument that the people need to realize and actually hold democracy. It is an insult. And I believe those people that are pro coup protesters that we have seen on the streets are actually bought over to be able to be doing that. What you saw on the first day in the army are pro-Bazum, pro-democracy protesters. Now they have, they, they, I mean, they, they, they have um, probably uh, clamped down on them, and then you see people waving the, the flag of... Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Russia and all these things on the streets. That is not the true people. The true people are in the rural area. The, 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 the true people who want democracy in that country, they are not on the streets. Now, protesting in support of the, uh, of the coup. Because what you are going to see in the coming days, as the sanction is biting harder, is that these people will only be preoccupied with regime protection and they will never deliver on governance. We have moved up past that some years ago in, in West Africa. And we should not allow them to come back, to roll back those dark days into our present contemporary experiences. Whether democracy is delivering dividends or not is not the big question here. But we need to settle that the only route to power is for people to go through the ballots. But what about when the people find that they are not indeed the avenues to express dissent is not there, plus the, the economic circumstances is deteriorating, you're definitely creating a toxic mix for somebody to come proving or claiming to be their savior to walking and then they're, they're cheered on. I mean, aren't we making an excuse for African leaders to, to hide behind, well, democracy is the only means to proper governance, and yet end up not delivering the governance? I agree with you perfectly. And I think that is the reason why democracy has provided a leeway of four, four years, five, five, five years in some of these places to be able for people to change a government that they don't want. And let me also quickly say that what we have seen in most of these places is that attention in terms of gauging democratic dividends is centered at the central government. There are other possible avenues through which people can make entry to, to, to deliver dividends of democracy at the subnational level. But I understand the angle in which you are coming from. And the reason is simple. The African head of state, the sub-regional head of state, when they actually meet, they meet as trade unionists. They don't talk true to one another. Possibly because of the rule of non-intervention in other state affairs, sovereign power of every country to determine how they want to govern themselves and all those things. Of course, we are still trying to find a way to look for solution into that. But I am still going to come back to hang on this. We are not making an um, excuse for any of those leaders because even the authoritarian tendencies of some of them who claim to be defending democracy in Nigeria now is in question. I take that. I agree with you perfectly. But we need to come to a point of realization that coming through the other, 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 other system, like the coup or any form of government, you have tasted it. I've tasted it. The senior uh, uh, ambassador here has, uh, has tasted it. It is a dark day. We shouldn't even bother to contemplate it at all. Yeah. If you allow Niger to go in this direction, the Sasha will fight so hard that they won't even get food to eat. And it is at that point that they will realize that they need it, to it, Let, let me bring Ambassador Abdul Fatal. Ambassador Abdul Fatal, that question I'm pretty sure has been asked of you. That yes, ECOWAS is, 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 is projecting a very tough stance on, on Niger. But what are you doing about the rest of the sub-region where leaders aren't ensuring that democracy is actually benefiting the overwhelming majority of people? If you go to Niger, for example, um, two out of five live in extreme poverty. They live on less than $2.15 a day. Isn't that the reason why we are having democracy in recession in the sub-region? And isn't why that why ECOWAS should be focusing more of its energies. Ambassador, please unmute for me. I, I think I've, uh, I may have lost your audio. Um, sorry, I, I can't seem to hear the ambassador. Uh, let's see if we could. Uh, my my technical team says that the actual audio is all, is on also. But but uh, this is important. I need to hear his thoughts on this because he's a man who will be going into the meeting on uh, on Thursday. I wonder if this will come up um, at the conversation on Thursday uh, because of how important it is to also adopt a preventive approach uh, to the coups in the sub region. Not only wait for it to happen when the signs are there. If you go to Niger, it's reported that, you know, in 2022, there were protests 
uh, by civil society groups that were significantly uh, shut down by that administration, and many of them now are finding their voices. Do, do we have the audio back of the ambassador? Um, ambassador, please, let's see if we can, if we can hear you. Oh, unfortunately, we are not able to hear him. Let's see if we could um, get him uh, to reconnect and see if we can hear him, because that is, that is absolutely key. Uh, but whilst we wait for an ambassador to come in, I, I need to bring in a very important subject also about the, the Russian element in this. And, and Alex, I want to bring you in on this part of this, because we've seen in Niger, we've seen uh, in Mali, and we've seen in Burkina Faso that the Wagner Group in Russia is becoming the option for the coup leaders. And we've seen, actually, in Niger that the protesters on the streets jubilating, cheering on the, the janta, uh, some of them are wearing Russian flags. What's happening here? Is Africa, West, the West Africa, becoming a staging post, um, in, in a proxy staging post for this geopolitical tussle between the West and Russia over Ukraine? So, de- definitely, in Niger, we've been seeing... The, the, the crowds in, in Niamey carrying some pro-Russian placards and, and flags. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's a groundswell of support for Russia in Niger. It's very easy to distribute a few flags and, and, and kind of stoke up things. Um, having said that, it's clear that Russia is very successful through trolling and fake news uh, and a variety of other kind of uh, activities in, in, in seeding doubt and spreading disarray. Um, the, 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 the Wagner and its troll factories have been uh, very effective and they've even been stationed, even in Ghana, in Accra. There were a number of Russian troll factories that have had to be closed down. So, so that is an issue. Um, how successful Wagner is in, 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 in West Africa is still debatable. They are very present in Libya. They are very active in Mali. Yeah, hello. Uh, so, sorry, Alex, please proceed. I, I, I may have had the audio back from um, Ambassador. Please proceed. Ghana Akufuadu of Ghana uh, okay. uh, early this year um, made a very strong warning to the Bukina Junta not to consider uh, Wagner. That seems to have worked until just recently. It's very notable that uh, Captain Traore... Uh, the Zonta leader of, of, of Bukina was uh, lauded at the the second Russia-Africa summit in St. Petersburg. Uh, and uh, in, in that summit made some very positive statements about Mr. Putin and Russia. Uh, and so uh, I'm wondering if we're now seeing some uh, a, a tilt of that junta closer to Russia. Um, it's not clear to me um, with the Niger coup uh, that, that there's a lot of Russian fingerprints over it. My view is that it's very much tied to, to domestic politics, but it is internationalizing. And this is where the ambassador, but also Ojewali, is absolutely right. This is the danger, is that as this thing progresses, it becomes more vulnerable to geopolitics, which is why there's an urgency to re- find a solution to this thing sooner rather than later. At the moment, the good news is that the West uh, uh, is is fully behind ECOWAS and um, will take its lead from ECOWAS. That's certainly what I'm hearing both from Washington, from Paris. London isn't particularly influential in Niger, but it's uh, it, it, that is the position that we're seeing through yeah. the European Union and Europe. Um, and the concern and focus is obviously about that this crisis in Niger doesn't internationalize further. Yeah. Um, so we have a narrow opportunity for ECOWAS really to define uh, the security future of, of, of West Africa. This is an important moment yeah. where I think sometimes international partners that have been mischievous and inconsistent uh, have run out of ideas and are looking for vision from ECOWAS. So this is an African agency moment, yeah. and uh, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm excited, but um, I, I hope it won't get squandered. Yeah, and that's a very important point, and, and I have just a minute, but I want to bring in Ambassador Abdul Fatal into the conversation. Ambassador, I, I wanted to, you to address for me um, how much uh, attention is ECOWAS paying to the need to also be prevent, preventative in the approach? 
and getting leaders to also make sure that their governance delivers the dividends that will get people to actually uh, reject coups when they happen and make it unattractive, very briefly, if you may. Yeah. No, uh, look, let me tell you, uh, ECOWAS, uh, when it comes to the conflict arena, that is that captures the news headlines. ECOWAS does a lot of uh, structural preventive work as far as the region is concerned, and it is endowed with a lot of documents like that, the Community Development Programme, the ECOWAS Conflict Prevention Framework, which are all being operationalized. And the focus is actually on institution building, you know, in the, in the region, mm. because it is actually weak institutions that have been the source of all these problems, whether it is civil society, whether it's parliament, whether it's the judiciary. And the judiciary is the number one corporate when it comes to democratic governance in our country, because they are the instruments used to, uh, what is it, uh, fiddle with constitutions. They are usually the instrument being used to uh, marginalize opponents and others. And we have to get these institutions to actually be republican, you know, to actually, uh, uh, what is it, uh, respond to the needs of the people. Of the people. And this is what ECOWAS is doing, but uh, it doesn't, capture the headline. That is the regional integration program of ECOWAS, which was the raison d'etre of the creation of ECOWAS in the first place. Yeah. It is the insecurity that allowed us to go. And then just to you know, conclude, uh, if I may, uh, you know, the fact that if you look at it, all the coups that have occurred in the region, the number one reason they are given is insecurity. The civilians are not able to uh, you know, deal with insecurity, but empirical evidence shows that it was a lot better even under the civilians. And Burkina Faso is a clear example. Clear example when of that. When Abode was in power, for example, there were just 700,000 IDPs, internally displaced people, and and the 40% of the territory was under terrorist occupation. Yeah, I mean, Today, those, are, those are very interesting statistics. Unfortunately, uh, my, my time is up uh, now. And, and, and gentlemen, thank you very much uh, for agreeing to speak to me. We've learned a lot, and we look forward to Thursday. Hopefully we get uh, a, a, a clearer picture going forward uh, from ECOWAS. I'm grateful, uh, Ambassador Dr. Abdel Fatal Musa and uh, Dr. Alex Vines and Uluwale Ujawale, who joined me uh, with their thoughts on what is happening in the SAP region on the back of Niger. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Can he tee up someone in red? And it goes to Wolves! Oh! Who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigeria Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. The smell alone. Oh my God. Oh, that's it. You took a lie, eh? Now they say to you when they use Google Lens and then they go put them for top. Yes. You are lying. Ghana Jollof. Ghana Jollof. Forget everybody, yeah. My guy. Put your papa in the Put some respect on the goat. On the goat. The only goat I know lives in Tama. Every year, we they give to you back to back. Ba, 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 ba. We are talking about PET. I want some Yadiyaji face. Except be the goat, huh? My guy, even be the goat. <laughs> Though our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof, Alumobitis always brings us together. Alumu, experience greatness in every moment. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 and recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, Prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way 
to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. Challenging of times and the most unforgettable moments that kept us at the edge of our seat. Everything up till now was just the beginning. Legends go head to head as timelines have collapsed for the ultimate showdown. Welcome to Big Brother Niger All Stars. Starts 23rd July. Headline sponsor Money Point. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 